This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. Now, if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or feel free to visit us online at safeharboroh.com. While you're on our website, feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and you should and you can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our blog page at safeharboroh.com. And if you want to watch some videos on different types of financial topics, just uh, check out our YouTube page by typing in Safe Harbor Retirement Group. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you want to set up a face-to-face meeting, a Zoom call, or even a conference call. Now, I was flipping the channel the other day and Back to the Future came on. You know, it's a classic. And whenever I watch it, my imagination begins to wonder to what I'd tell myself if I could, you know, jump into a time machine, hit that 88 miles per hour, and go back 30 years. Some of what I'd say to myself is common sense. You know, don't worry about fitting in. You know, pay more attention to in chemistry class. You know, that sort of thing. But I'd also like to give myself plenty of financial advice. Now, like many of you listening today, You know, I've made some financial mistakes along the way, and you know what? That's perfectly normal. But as I think about back to the future and time machines, it occurs to me that for many of us, you know, our kids and grandkids are something of a time machine. Now, thankfully, you don't have to hit 88 miles per hour to visit them and give them the kind of financial advice you wish somebody had given you when you were younger. But before we load up that DeLorean and head back into time, I want to introduce to you, my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore, who, if I do say to myself, is the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly. <laughs> I'm the Doc Brown uh, to your Marty McFly. That's funny. Well, you know what, Corey? Uh, great to be here with you. Thanks for uh, having me on your show again. And I love the uh, Back to the Future uh, analogy. In fact, I think we're just going to have to... <laughs> play a little yep. bit of uh power of love from the back to the future movie huh yeah that sounds good <laughs> get, get in the mood you know i used to be Corey, able to do a really good impression of doc brown uh christopher lloyd's character from back to the future but yeah. i don't know my voice I've, I've still got a bit of a cold but uh uh and i haven't done it in a while but great scott anyway he used to say great scott marty anyway that's right uh, but uh, that was a great introduction, Corey. Now, how, how was your weekend? Did you have a good one? Yeah, I did have a good weekend. Um, you know, got a little golf in. Um, cicadas are out full in full force oh, here in Columbus. Yeah. Um, anyone that watched the memorial could definitely hear them. But uh, I was out on a golf course, and uh, they're definitely there. They're going to be here for the next few weeks. But uh, it's kind of crazy how they come out every – well, this batch comes out every 17 years and just makes total havoc. 
um, yeah. with with sound on with everything. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. We had a good weekend and uh, got a busy week. Um, actually, I'll be seeing you face to face. I know you're you know you're up in Minneapolis. I'll be yeah. actually uh, up in uh, uh, Gradient this week. Um, so looking forward to seeing you face to face as well. Yeah, that'll be fun and uh, it'll be exciting. And I know you're coming to speak to some other uh, financial advisors and people from around the country to uh, impart uh, some of your wisdom, some things you've done to help your clients. And uh, I know that uh, you try to impart some of that wisdom uh, each week here on the show and you give us important facts and tips and strategies. So this is great. Now, I think that, uh, you know, it's already shaping up to be a fun show today. And what a great topic. I mean, I've often thought about some of the choices I've made when I was younger, you know, whether financial or otherwise. And I really cringe, Corey, because uh, and obviously outside of books and movies, time travel is still impossible. But I like your notion that our kids and grandkids are a time machine or time machines. And I think that's really interesting. Uh, well, Marty McFly was able to travel through time and see himself and his parents. We can see ourselves in our kids and grandkids, right? That's exactly right, Tony. You know, so right off the bat, you know, I think there's something that you should, you know, our listeners really should consider out there. That's if you decide to share your financial lessons with your kids and grand, you know, your kids and grandchildren. And that is, you know, share it all. Share your wins and especially share your losses um, because, you know, I think everybody learns from their mistakes, but but nothing can really ease the sting of a financial, you know, past uh, some type of financial mistake, you know, like making sure someone you care about doesn't make the same mistake. Now, today we're going to use a an article from Money Talks, and the title of the article is Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren. And I think it has some some extremely useful guidance, you know, for our listeners out there today. So, but before we get rolling into that, let me say that the article mentions grandchildren a lot, but all of this advice really applies just as well if you're the parent of a, you know, teenager or 20 something as, as well. Okay. So what's the first piece of financial advice that the article recommends that we give the young people we care about? Well, the first piece of advice, Tony, is you should share with the young people in your life and that is debt is like a pair of handcuffs that aren't almost impossible to take off. You know, if you lose your job or required medical care, you know, your insurance doesn't cover. So those debt handcuffs, you know, are, are going to make it even harder to successfully navigate through that situation. So when you're, you know, when you're wearing debt handcuffs, somebody else has the key. The longer you take to pay that debt off, the more interest charges mount and the more difficult the key to the handcuffs is to reach. So if one of your favorite young people is struggling with debt, urge them to come with a, a bold action plan immediately uh, in order to try to get out of debt. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in Back to the Future, Marty McFly always turned to Doc Brown for advice and wisdom. So if you know a young person who's struggling with debt, uh, you should be working with a financial services professional and encourage them to uh, maybe come with you or do the same. Uh, that way they can have their own personal financial Doc Brown, and that would be yourself, Corey. Yeah, that's a great point, Tony. Um, you know, the next lesson that you should give a young person is that there's real power in living below your means. You know, buy a reliable car. 
you know, not the flashiest car. You know, live with roommates until you have enough save for a down payment on, you know, for your own place. But most importantly, remind them that a that a promotion or a raise should not automatically be an excuse to spend, you know, more of their lifestyle. Um, so I think that's the key point. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet that for a lot of people out there, that first significant pay raise they got with their first full-time job was greeted with a burst in spending on things that probably weren't necessary. And I know I certainly kick myself when I think about some of the stuff I was buying when I was 25 years old. Yeah, and I think almost all of us made at least some financial decisions at 25, you know, that we later came to regret. (laughs) Yeah. um, Without a doubt. So the next valuable lesson you may be able to share with your younger person in your life is to pay themselves first. We you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, and that's urge them to contribute to their 401k or their IRA. And also explain how automating, you know, savings can help them avoid, you know, spending too much out of their paycheck. And let's, you know, we talk about it all the time. They start early, that compound interest is going to grow you know, over the years. And, you know, it's just going to be a lot easier to be able to have some type of, you know, retirement fund when the time does come because it does come fast. Yeah, it does. Uh, It comes, it comes very fast. And, uh, you know, I I think that uh, when it comes to saving money, that old adage uh, out of sight, out of mind is a useful tool. Absolutely, Tony. You're exactly right with that. Now, when a chunk of your paycheck, you know, is automatically funneled into your chosen retirement savings tool, you you know, you learn to budget with what ends up in your, you know, your debt account or your debit account or your bank account, right? Which means you aren't budgeting with money that you that you're going to be able to need for retirement. Well, and I think this is a great topic. We've had some fun with it. It's informative, uh, but we should probably take a quick break. Do you have anything else you want to add before we do? Yeah, Tony, you know, I'd ask our listeners to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give me a call at 614-760-0670. And when you do call in, you know, we can discuss on how I'm going to be able to answer any questions or address any concerns that you have about your path towards retirement. You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. And really the best way to do that is take advantage of a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And again, that meeting can be via Zoom. It could be face to face, or it could even be a conference call. Um, again, there's the meeting is compl- you know complimentary, no obligation, and the, the the main thing is is to be able to a set up a financial plan if you don't have one, or if you do have one, be able to provide that second set of eyes for a second opinion. Again, all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670. All right, and stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more insights into how you can use financial lessons you've learned to help the young people you care about right here on Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. There can be many advantages to converting your 401k to a Roth IRA, which include tax-free qualified distributions and growth of earnings. This helps eliminate the uncertainty of future taxes and can lower your taxes owed on Social Security benefits as you near your retirement years. Call Safe Harbor Retirement Group at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. We can answer your questions regarding 401k and IRA rollovers. We work with a team of CPAs and experts who can work with you to help avoid potential pitfalls. We will guide you through the process in the most effective manner possible to help ensure your financial security. 
Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. Now, if you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, just give me a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're on our website, feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our blog page. And uh, if you want to watch some different types of videos on financial topics, check out our YouTube page at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Now, during our show today, we've been chatting about, you know, serving as a financial time machine for your children and grandchildren by sharing your financial victories, defeats, and lessons learned. By relying, you know, by relying the lessons you've learned over the years, you can really help them see into the financial future. Yeah. I think that's important. And it's been interesting and fun so far. What do you have for us next, Corey? Well, just as a reminder for our listeners out there, or just in case you just joined us, um, you know, we're using an article today from Money Talks News titled Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren. And um, is this next one really kind of connects with me and, and so it's 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 don't allow yourself and your money to get caught into the latest fad you know sometimes the flavor of the month can leave a you know bitter taste after or you know a very bitter aftertaste so tell the young people in your life that the the fatter their paycheck gets the easier it is to become seduced by expensive cars uh, bigger houses designer clothes but what does that you know get you ultimately is that money, you know, better served with a new car today or a happier retirement tomorrow? I think you and I both know the answer to that question, Tony. So it's important to make sure the, that young people that you care about know it. You know, if they learn this lesson at 25 rather than 35 or 45, you know, their financial lives are going to do, are really going to be so much easier, you know, later on, or of course, definitely when they, you know, when they finally officially plan to retire as well. Yeah, for sure. And I would add that it's critical to make sure that the young people in our lives understand that easy access to credit and credit cards isn't the same as real wealth. I mean, to some of us and to most of us, real wealth should come from a solid financial strategy, disciplined spending, maximizing your earnings and prioritizing security over flash. I think that's exactly right, Tony. I really couldn't agree more with that. Um, I think the next critical piece of advice for our listeners out there today is save aggressively. You know, it ties in very nicely with what you just said. You know, young people need only remember that by focusing strongly on saving while they're early in their careers, they won't have to save as much overall. You know, saving money is a long-term play, and even if you begin by putting away a modest amount, it's still likely to have major benefits down the road. You know, ultimately, money that's saved today could potentially benefit from compound interest and market upticks. Additionally, money that's saved at a young age has a longer run, you know, a runway to recover from market downswings. And when you begin saving, you know, money early, you have more opportunity to work with a financial service professional like myself to kind of that, that can kind of sit down and maybe even you know tweak your investment preferences, you know, as you're saving. Yeah, I can't even begin to guess how many of our listeners out there have probably said to themselves, man, if I'd only started saving money when I was in my 20s, <laughs> right? right? I mean, the more you save at a young age, the smoother the path to the kind of retirement you want is going to be, and uh, the less you're going to have to worry about finances throughout your life. 
Yeah. And and not only that, Tony, but the more disciplined you are with saving money at a young age, the more likely it is you'll have the money you need in the future for a down payment on a house, a larger vehicle as your family expands, or for a new water heater when the old one hit, you know, hits the bricks in the middle of the night as well. And, and beyond hammering away on the idea of saving money, you know, it's really critical to make sure that young folks um, you care about, you know, also set reasonable financial goals. You know, help them avoid goals that are too broad, like buying a house or saving for retirement and buying, you know, or, you know, paying their bills. You know, let's use buying a home as an example. You know, push the young person you're dealing with to get a, you know, get to a specific. What kind of home do they think they're going to want? New construction or a classic Victorian or who knows what? Um, Will they want to live in the city, the suburbs, the middle of nowhere? Do they want to utilize a large down payment to limit the size of their monthly mortgage payment? Get specific, you know, by getting specific present goals that have clear and achievable benchmarks, you know, so you know when you have succeeded. Yeah, and this could give our listeners the perfect opportunity to use themselves as an example. I mean, sit down with a young person in your life and describe how goal setting when you're young makes a difference and how it made a difference in your own financial journey. Or let's say you didn't set goals at a young age, let them know how your path would have been a lot smoother if you'd done that. Yeah, I think that's a great way, you know, idea, a good way to approach that, Tony. And, and I hope many of our listeners use it themselves. Now, the next tip is don't believe everything you hear about money is another place you may be able to use a lot of your own personal experience. You know, young people, whether, you know, today in 2021 or back in 1921 or even 1821, are, you know, you become influenced by popular culture. It's part of being young. But you should remind them to not, you know, put too much stock in pop culture. You know, the get-rich-quick schemes, uh, designer clothes, glitzy cars, and can't-miss stock tips, I hear that all the time, that are celebrated in movies, you know, can really, you know, skew reality for some young people. Instead, you know, urge your kids and grandkids to read the finance or money section of trustworthy news sites, Um, gift them copies of financial planning books, and again, share everything and anything you've learned along the way as well. You know, movies and pulp culture are all about fun and escaping, but when it comes to finances, it's, it's really important to stick to reality. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Williams once said, reality, what a concept. (laughs) I love that (laughs) line. Uh, But is this your way, Corey, of telling me that Doc Brown's time machine from Back to the Future is unlikely to become a reality? Well, Tony, I'm afraid so, right? (laughs) Um, You know, though you may want to, you know, get that second opinion from your friendly neighborhood inventor, you know, when it comes to helping your beloved young people find their financial way at a young age, you should also encourage them to set their own spending limits. You know, credit card companies, for example, are only too eager to tell them how much they can spend. But are, are they really the best source? You know, encourage your, you know, your young people to build a budget and then, you know, block out all the noise and kind of stick to it. I know everyone hates the word budget, but it's really a good thing. And the earlier you can grasp it, the better off you're going to be long term. So what do you have for us in our final segment today? Well, you know, Tony, I thought we'd finish the show you know, by sticking with the theme of finances and the young people in our lives, but broaden it out to something a little bit more fun. So there's a Forbes article and it was titled seven tips for traveling with grandchildren. And I think it has some great advice about how you can build wonderful memories with the young people in your life while sticking to a budget. 
Now, many of these tips also apply if you're still a parent or even, you know, a parent of young kids as well. Its first tip, if you want to travel alone with your grandkids, is to make sure you get their parents on board, you know, with your plans. Be clear about how long you'll be gone, where you're going to be going, and what you're going to be doing. And don't forget that some parents may have concerns about whether a grandparent still has the energy to keep up, you know, with the young grandchild about whether your driving skills are, you know, up to par. So these types of questions may get under your skin a bit, but remember to see remember see it this way from your you know your child's perspective you know an open and frank conversation may be just the thing that everyone needs to feel good about a grandparents or you know a grandparent grandkid adventure well yeah even a grandparent who spends a lot of time with their grandkids may be unaware of certain personality traits so an open conversation before a trip is an opportunity for the parents to share important information with you as the grandparents. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Tony. Now, the next tip for planning an adventure with your grandkids is to kind of include them in the process. You know, ask them for ideas and be flexible. You know, you may be thinking Disney World, but perhaps the little history buff in your life uh, would prefer a trip to, you know, Washington, D.C. Or just as likely after a, you know, school year of history lectures and reports, Maybe a ride on Space Mountain is exactly what your grandchild does need. Now, either way, by including them in the planning process, you're more likely to craft a travel itinerary that everyone enjoys and remembers for years to come. Yeah, that's true. And to me, it seems likely that if you do include your grandkids in the planning process, uh, you're going to increase the odds that they're invested in the trip and excited about it. Of course, you might also increase the odds that the trip is going to cost a lot more if you let them pick the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's, very, that's a very fair point, Tony. Um, you know, now the next tip to consider, you know, when taking your grandkids on a trip is to try not and do too much. As the article notes, the ideal length is about 10 days to two weeks. And also don't try to cram, you know, too much into each day. Remember, younger kids get tired and hungry and cranky, and the fuller the schedule, the more likely it is that you're going to end up with an unha- you know, really an unhappy camper. So be aware of bedtimes, too. If you're flying internationally, you know, try to do it at night so the little ones can better adjust you know, to the time change. If they're used to dinner at certain times, stick to that rather than your preferred time because you're going to have an easier time a- adjusting with them. I like that idea, and those, bo- I mean, those both seem like really great tips. Yeah, and also, Tony, when planning a trip with your grandkids, you should also consider strongly travel insurance. You know, illness, injury, or unexpected school or sports events are things that could throw a wrench into even the best of plans. So look for a policy that covers the planning elements that concern you the most. And and note that many travel policies allow you to cover a grandkid at no extra cost as well. Wow, well, that's another great tip. Now, we've had a lot of great tips today. Uh, on, uh, you know, uh, really educating the kids and grandkids about finances, but we're out of time. Corey, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you before we go? Yeah, no problem, Tony. You know, for our listeners out there, if you'd like more information about what we discussed today, I'd encourage you to visit our website at safeharboroh.com, or you can give us a call at 614-760-0670. And, you know, when you do call in, we can discuss and I might be able to answer any questions or concerns you have uh, about your retirement. 
you know, remember, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. And the best way to really take advantage of that is to schedule a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And again, our phone number is 614-760-0670. And by, if you do come in and remember, all meetings are complimentary and there's no obligation. All right. Sounds good, Corey. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickle. Join us soon for our new episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.